Welcome back to the Redshift Podcast. I got some special guests here, fucking ballin' and mindfuck, which uh, I, I clipped the mic pretty hard just now. Mindfuck, ballin'. That's better. So, uh... You really need to uh, work on that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, fuck off. So, they're a married couple, like, to each other, which is pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it so, happens. All right, so, uh... These are my associates slash good friends, and uh, we, we wrote down some topics we'd like to talk about. What do we got? Yeah, first topic on the list here, we have single versus married slash sex flash. Um, did you say flash? I did say flash. <laughs> this guy's drunk. A little bit. Single versus married slash sex. So, okay. We're going to go with that. Okay, so being single, in theory. Oh, slash peeing. Oh yeah, peeing. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that was. No, because I want to know what it's like to pee with a penis. Okay, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't jump the gun there. Okay. All right. Fuck One okay. thing at a time. Okay. Yeah. There, mind fuck. All right. Okay, so uh, being single, in theory, you could have sex with many partners. Yeah. And that could be greater than sleeping with one person. Could be. But in reality. You probably don't have sex that often. True. And uh, much less than a married couple, I would imagine, especially a newly married couple. You True. Know? And uh, I don't know. I would think overall I'm glad to be not married, but I'd love to hear your take on it because you guys seem to think that being married is like a great thing. Yeah, I mean, as far as the sex goes, we do that. Several times a week. You violate that nice girl with your filthy penis? <laughs> Better believe it. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Not to mention to me the greatest thing about being married young is that we wouldn't be where we are without each other. I mean, we both come from really poor backgrounds. And right. We've been able to take turns working to support each other. And in the last three years, I've finished my degree. He's landed a job in his field. We've right. moved out of our tiny town. Um, we make more than our parents at this point, and we really, yeah, yeah, we wouldn't have been able to do that Fuck. without each other. Because I, I mean, I, I would imagine you make the same that I do, and I'm fucking broke, yeah. son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you have two incomes, things become a little bit easier and a little different than when you're living on your own with just sure. a single income. Because uh, you know, I've talked with like you and a couple of other guys that we work with that are also single. And they talk a lot about their financial hardships. And uh, uh-huh. often I bring up the fact that Mindfuck also works and I work. So we have a two-income household. And that really makes a difference with our finances and how much money we bring in and what we're able to do with that. Right. As opposed to just you know, Dude, one Dude, it'd be person. awesome if I only had to pay half as much as I pay now. Right. right. We put away like $1,000 a month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's I great. mean, like, I'm doing significantly better now that I got a roommate, right? So, I think I'm probably saving like maybe 300 a month or something, which is that's awesome. Yeah. Before that, I was saving nothing. Yeah. You know? Well, so. and that's the thing about being married is like you have a lifetime roommate that is always there with you. It, 
doesn't matter if you move or if you stay in the same place. Well, until she leaves you. Right, right. Until that happens yeah. and then, you know, things get totally well, messed up. But. And the household chores are divided and you always have somebody to do something with. Yeah. You know, we're never lonely. We're never bored. Right. I would say the only thing that I miss per se would be variety in sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. like I said, we in theory have an open marriage. Nobody's taken advantage of that yet. But Right. Um, it's, it's interesting. Did you guys like discuss that and we're like, I yes. Well, we kind of. <laughs> well, the thing is, I have I have a much higher sex drive than him, and I think he feels a little worn out and used, maybe. And interesting. Yeah. A few See, it depends, man. Like, I've definitely been with girls before that I just I don't think that in my situation I didn't think that I liked the girl enough to like, you know, bang her as much as she wanted to bang me, and sure. I was kind of like, ah, eh, fuck off. Is that like, yeah, uh, you know, twice a week, no. whatever, it's plenty, no. you know. Yeah, I mean, you do know. Do you or do you not hate her guts? I definitely don't <laughs> hate her guts. <laughs> no, you know, it's it's just sometimes your, uh, your libido and your sex drive isn't quite as high as your sexual partners. And sure. I'm- it happens all the time, just usually it seems to be switched roles usually it's the girl that doesn't have quite as high right. of a sex drive and the guy is always wanting it but in our case it is quite the opposite of that i'm the one that doesn't have quite as so, high of a sex drive ideally how many times would you do it per week if you could have it when you want it me uh maybe twice a week really two or, two or three times two or three times okay yeah what do you think Nine or ten. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a higher energy, more aggressive person. So do you guys average somewhere in the middle at like... Probably three to four to five. Yeah. Depends on the week. Right. Um, Which is more than most single people do. Right. Just saying. Dude, no kidding. Well, statistically more than most married couples too. Right. Most married couples have sex on average two to three times a week. That makes sense. Yep. Um... It really depends on the week. It depends on... See, but married couples, that brings in 20 to 70, right? Yeah, yeah. So right. Right. I would imagine that younger is more. Yeah. You know? Typically, yeah. I don't imagine at 60 you're banging four times a week. I hope not. Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, scientifically, women, their libido goes up as they age, whereas men, it yeah. goes down as they age. You know who's the first person that told me that? It was fucking... Uh, my mother, which is very disturbing, she was saying like, oh, she was like 40 something at the time. And she was like, she's like, yeah, no, the thing is like, I'm at my peak sexually. And I was like, what? Shut, <laughs> shut yeah. up. I don't want to know that. Like, I'm 17. Shut the fuck up. Right. The know, older like, women get, the hornier they get. Um, whereas men kind of peak somewhere in their mid 20s. Um, it's kind of like one giant missed high five. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Um, yeah. Well, th- that's why they say like younger men and older women make like a great combo. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, yeah. and that's interesting though because more frequently I think younger women are attracted to older men. Yeah, it um, is weird. I have a thing for older men. Really? Mm-hmm. And Which women. Which is weird because I'm younger than she is. Only by five are months. You? Yeah. Four, four and a half months. Right. Bones a fucking bitch. <laughs> he is not a bitch. Well, the fact of the matter is, you can call me whatever you want, but I get laid about three times a week, and you don't. I think so. that's where we were at in the last yeah, thing. I'm pretty sure. Okay, right, right, right. So there's an obvious trade-off, right? Because here's the thing, dude. Like, it's not like girls don't like me. Okay, I'm. 
I got I got game. I don't want to. You get keep into telling that. yourself that. I don't want to get into that. My point <laughs> is that I do just fine, but I'm I'm consciously choosing a single life over potentially being married to someone that I don't like because like I've I've had girlfriends before that I thought like wow she's fucking awesome maybe this will work out and it sure. didn't for whatever reason right but I mean I could I could go find some girl at the bar some fucking bimbo you know that sure. I could potentially get married to but I don't want to get married to her so the question is why why don't you want to get married to her because I don't like her personally oh, okay I've had a couple girls before that I dated that like Maybe she could be the one. Oh man, she's so awesome. We party and blah blah blah, and everything's awesome. And it didn't work out sure. for whatever reason, right? You know, it's usually because I fucked it up. Is yeah, usually why. No. But yeah, so I mean, for us, I mean, it was kind of like we both have very similar goals and we have similar interests. So you definitely want to find a person that you really mesh with and someone that you uh, connect with and can do a lot with. For us, like, the major connection is music. I mean, that's really how we actually got together was she was hosting an open mic night at the business that uh, she was working at. It's her mother's business. She started an open mic night. And right. I started going to that open mic night to sing and and perform and uh you know we started hanging out after that now hold and on things a just kind of took off from there don't make it so simplified okay so i mean it kind of is that simplified off the bat <laughs> were you thinking like i want to bang this girl well no off the bat i was like oh this is an open mic this is a great opportunity for me to get out and and work as a as a vocalist and a musician because right. i had never sung as a as a soloist before i was always just a band member like a drummer in a band or a guitarist or a bassist right. in a band but when you first saw me did you want to fuck me well i mean <laughs> sure like <laughs> when you're single there's a lot of things you want to fuck but he's right um yeah <laughs> i mean the fact of the matter is you, you you have to connect with someone and really like get on a personal level with that individual before you realize, hey, this is someone that I would actually kind of want to spend the rest of my life with. And that's that's right. really what happened with us. I went to this open mic. I was there to perform. I was there to uh, give myself an outlet as a musician and a singer. And it turned out to be an absolutely great decision. An inlet because, into yeah, vagina. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, well yeah. What, I mean, we eventually got married out of what that. What initially but. did it for you? Like, what? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know what initially did it for me, but I do remember going to the open mic night. And at one point, one of my friends brought a piano or a keyboard with him. And you sat down and started playing, and I was like, oh, my Bonner. God, this girl actually knows how to play music. And, you know, music's a funny thing. Like, everyone will be like, oh, yeah, I totally know how to play. I, I play guitar. I play right. keyboard. And then you hear them play, and they know, like, three songs right. in their repertoire that they learn because I can play a- simple, man. Right, yeah, like, exactly. Fuck like, off. <laughs> like, come on. Come yeah. on now. 
Um, but, you know, you had actually played something that was a bit more complicated than just a three or four chord song. You actually played real music and uh, was playing something complex. I was like, oh my gosh, this girl actually knows a little something about what she's doing. Right. And that was an instant connection. And there was actually a point in this open mic night, I I used to wear a dog tag that had uh, the Hebrew word for Yahweh, which is uh, the Hebrew word for God. And, you know, we were... It was written in Hebrew. Yeah, it was written in Hebrew. And up to this point, nobody had ever known what my dog tag said. Uh-huh. Except for me. I knew what it said because I'm right. the one that bought it. And then she just looks at it one day and goes, oh, does that say Yahweh on it? And I was completely blown away that she even knew what that meant. So not only did she know music, she was right. also extremely intelligent because the last thing I wanted was a, a girl that was just, you know, just like your standard sure. stereotypical blonde. And, oh, my God, <laughs> right. you're so cool. You're so good with music. Like, right. Yeah, good well, for banging, not good for right, banging. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, so, you know, that that's, that's kind of what did it for me was just being able to connect with you on that level. Just so with music. What's your, and, uh, what's your version of that? I actually hated him at first. Okay. Um, I get it. I hate him now. Okay, well, we knew each other when we were little kids. Hold on. We're podcasting, bro. Hey, man. All right, pause Say hello, Sebastiani. Hi. Yeah, pause the podcast, and then I'll tell my story for the I'm not going to pause it, but go ahead. (laughs) Um, We knew each other when we were little kids. His mom gave me piano lessons. He always interrupted my lesson. Um, I was obsessed with his mom and jealous of him. Dude, his mom's hot. You don't even know my mom. She's not hot, but she's very nice. And um, when we were 14 or 15, my piano teacher took me to play a couple times at a youth band practice at his church, and he was very hostile towards me Mm. at that whole thing. And then we didn't talk again for a few years, and I started the open mic, and he started coming and me being homeschooled. Don't jump to coming. Like, what happened in between? No, okay. All over your he, face. Started, he started attending oh. the open mic. Ah. Did you guys sleep together before you were married? Yes. yes. Quite a lot. You fucking sinners. <laughs> we were sinners. Better believe it. No, I, I, I didn't like you at the beginning of that all either. Night long. <laughs> all night long. I'll tell you that story, okay? You can do it. Please do. Okay. He was terrible, wasn't he? No, he was great. <laughs> um, we, he start, he was coming to the open mic and i thought he was kind of pompous and i didn't uh-huh. like that i get it i hate him uh-huh. but we started talking and it's hanging okay out fuck off and um at one point he dedicated a song to another girl i was low-key dude drunk. that's the ballinest shit to do dude <laughs> yeah that's is. what i do right now i was Make low, i was low-key drunk even though i was supposed to be like watching a bunch of teenagers <laughs> and I had a little outburst over it, but um, uh, we we just a kind little of... outburst. You interrupted the entire night, smacked your bottle of vodka on the table. It was a kickstart. I hit. know them too. <laughs> well, you peaked the mic so bad just now. Yeah. Look, levels are just fine. It was me going ah. Look at that fucking <laughs> red bro. Stop going. Anyway, we started hanging out and talking, 
And then he took me to a movie. We dated for like a few weeks before I even knew we were dating. Me having Asperger's and shit. Um, but... I believe they call it high-functioning autism. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that means you're retarded. No. <laughs> no. No, Asperger's. Definitely Asperger's. Not. Asperger's is a high IQ, low social functioning. Okay, so yes. it's like so, it's like a retarded person or whatever. No, it's like it's not retarded. It's um. See, retarded <laughs> is low IQ, like learning disability. Look, high, low. I don't know what you're talking about, retard. <laughs> anyway. No pistol we started dating and um he bought me a guitar three weeks into dating better believe it for my birthday you hadn't slept together yet had you no nope. desperate move <laughs> yeah desperate move it wasn't a desperate no. move but it was explain, a great move. explain the guitar yeah, purchase a desperate move if you hadn't oh, got the pussy God yet damn, the guitar move uh so yeah we did been We'd been dating for three weeks or so, and... And you thought, man, I gotta get that pussy. No, Let me buy her a guitar. (laughs) Not at all what I was thinking. She had said she wanted a guitar, and I had a pretty good job at the time. I mean, I have a good job now, but... Yeah. Back then, I also had a good job. And you were living with your dad. And I was... Yeah, I was living with my dad, so I had no expenses whatsoever. Um, You just had to pay for, you know... Pussy or whatever. Right. <laughs> right whatever, jackass. Um, uh, fucking bitch. So she told me she wanted a guitar. She wanted to learn how to play guitar. I'm a guitarist, so I totally wanted to buy her guitar. Right. And her parents had expressed a little bit of interest in buying her a guitar. Um, but when I approached them, they were like, oh no, that's too expensive. I was like, well, that's... I mean, the I mean, pussy's expensive. That's what, yeah. that's what a guitar costs. You yeah. You kind of got to dish it out. Right. And so they were, you know, they were apprehensive and I was like, well, you know, that's fine if you don't want to put forth that much money, but I'll put that forth that much money because I have, I totally have that in savings. So I can right. do that. So I bought her a guitar and it came to a birthday party. And uh, I decided I wanted to play this little joke, put a key in the birthday card I gave her that looked like an acoustic guitar and said, well, I wanted to buy you your first guitar, but I couldn't afford an actual guitar. Uh. So here's your guitar. And she thought it was cute and laughed and it was a good chuckle. And then about 15 minutes later, I walked out with an actual acoustic guitar and she was absolutely thrilled about it and... So what you're saying is she slept with you that night? No. 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 You didn't even put out that night? Well, no. It was a few weeks later, but... I'm not even gay, and I would have put out that night. (laughs) That's a nice thing. A deal is a deal. He didn't try. We were house-sitting his brother's house a few weeks later, and that's when we did it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was great. No, and I didn't... yeah. Did you go missionary? He planned the whole thing. I First mean, time? Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Classic. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's, sure. this, it's the safe position to I, go with. Yeah. I got to talk for a while. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. I banged a girl in the bathroom is... For the first time. That's how I lost my virginity. Wow. Yeah, that's how I lost my virginity, too, in the shower. Really? Not with her, but... With Amy? Yeah. In the shower? Right, yeah. My ex-girlfriend. You didn't know it was in the shower? Yeah, in the shower. Okay. It was a thing. <laughs> oh. It's a good thing because Amy's dirty. 
Dude, I never. You should stop using people's <laughs> actual names. I never did it in the shower until I was like 26. Like so many oh, really? Yeah. Me. Yeah, no, shower is how I lost my virginity. It's not bad. She, my wife here, doesn't actually like shower sex yeah. because it's kind of. It's awkward for her. Yeah, it's well. I give it a seven. It is a little bit awkward, but I enjoy like the change of pace a little bit. Well, from, we can yeah. do it. No, just, just the the bed. Bed. you just keep. Yeah, it does. No, it I, does. I like that. Yeah. I like. I like. I like the idea of shower sex, and I do enjoy it to a yeah, degree. Me, the difficulty is my legs. Mm. I um. Right. Well, when you're half paralyzed from the waist down, you know, shower sex can be a little bit difficult. Difficult. Yes. So I'm just saying that I kind of. If you of were a little bit stronger, it would be a little bit easier. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. I masculinity up, assaulted. No hey, no are we still in the no, first topic? It. Yeah. yeah. We totally yeah. Are. Next topic. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So we should make Jesus Christ one. Um, peeing, oh. man versus woman, peeing. That was one of the topics. Yeah. So being a man and peeing is fucking awesome, but. It's tricky business. It's dark. Yeah, it's dude. A difficult when you task. wake up at six a.m., you know you got a couple more hours of sleep, and you're yeah. like, "I gotta get this quick piss out." Now wake myself up till you like peel one eye. Right. You just barely do it, and you, you just, start peeing. That's right. You just you move it around a little bit, and then you hear water. <laughs> right. In See, the meantime, <laughs> you probably pissed everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just jealous because having a penis looks fun. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really right. not that great. It's better than sitting down every time. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, you get to like, you get to like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> wave around and write stuff get in this the snow. Mic. And... I don't have one for you. <laughs> right I don't think I have another mic. I might. I mean, uh, dude, yeah, I definitely I mean, do. I definitely have another SM57 somewhere. Well, why don't you pause this and hook let that Sebastian shit up? in? That's perfect because I gotta piss anyways. Yeah, me hey. too. I think it's in the box behind you. Pause it. It's magic. Whoa. It's magic. You know. No. Never believe it's not so. All right, it's magic. so we got my boy Sebastian. Hey, Sebastian. He's also my fucking roommate slash brother. He's also brother. a douche. Yeah, man. He has great hair. He does have great I hair. I have fantastic hair. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering about your hair. So, like, I like to be in Tool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Get it from that guy? Because he's got, I like, mean, long on top, nothing yeah, on the sides. Yeah. I, I definitely didn't get it from him. Okay. Because I didn't notice that he had that until, okay. like, two years ago. Okay. And I've had this for, fuck, like, since I was 17. So oh, really? Nice. 16. Yeah. Okay. So it's been, like, six years or some shit huh. like that. I'm a baby. He's a baby. I mean, he's got milk around the mouth. Everywhere. Good luck. Next on the topics. Topics. So, I want to hear a little bit about your uh, your trip to L.A. I've been dying to talk about that. All right. So, I flew to L.A. recently to go visit my mentor. Yeah. Okay, who is very successful who within the there? music industry. Yeah, he wasn't even there. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> so, when I'm like a day out. Of the trip, he's like, "Hey man, what day are you coming?" I was like, "Fucking Thursday!" Like in two days, I'm coming. He was like, "All right, here's the thing." All right, <laughs> he's like, "I'm actually not gonna be there at the time, but I'm I'm gonna be there right afterwards." So like, do some touristy shit, hang out. And I was like, "Hey, no problem. You know, whatever. It's cool, man. You know." 
because he's super super successful. I kind of expected something to be going on. I was like, sure. no sweat, whatever. Whenever you get there, it's cool. Sure. He didn't end up being there the whole time. <laughs> we'll get to that, okay? So I got there, you know, caught a cab from – I caught an Uber from the airport at like 11.30 p.m. to his house. You know, I got there like midnight or something. Mm-hmm. He gave me the code to get in. I unlocked the little box that had his key in it, put the door in, all that shit. And uh, so I go walking in. First off, we're in the Hollywood Hills. Pretty fucking dope place. (laughs) Okay. Pretty nice. Like the place across from him is like a $3 million mansion. I think his place is still like 1.5 just because the real estate is so high there. But his place Mm -hmm. is like a four-story house. Fucking dope. I mean like... When you go inside, it's definitely not like, wow, this is like a mansion, but you just would think like, you know, it's sure. a pretty cool house, Sure. but it's in Hollywood Hills. Right. So everything's a fortune there, right? right. So, mm-hmm. um, so I go on the first floor, you know, there's like a little, little area there where you take your shoes off and shit. There's like a closet. There's nothing special. Then there's a door to the right. It's like the garage. You open it up. He's got like pool tables. I was like, oh shit, little bar. I was like, damn, fucking dope, you know? Mm. So go up to the second floor, do 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 do, sauna. Nice. I was like, oh, oh shit! Yeah. I didn't use it while I was there, but I was still like, oh, that's fucking sick, you know. <laughs> and uh, there was like some like electrical closet or something. Then I go up to the next floor, and there's like the mini living room to the left. True. Fucking dope yeah. fireplace. It's fucking big screen TV, dope shit patio outside big giant patio with all kinds of dope shit kitchen which is ballin ballin and then uh there's like a big giant wraparound living room it's like i go to the left first you know and i'm like oh wow the outside's fucking dope look at this patio shit so i go walking around then eventually i round the turn where i'm facing like that way which is south i believe and i looked out and the dopest fucking view you could imagine. Like, dude, this, like, the whole wall, like, is bigger than that wall. Like, probably twice as big as that wall. And the whole wall was a big window. Wow. So, it's just a big, giant window so looking like down on L.A. 16 feet of window. Yeah. That's dude. Crazy. That's pretty wow. crazy. That's cool. It was yeah. epic. I was like... Oh my god, yeah, dude! No up on because like the Hollywood Hills go up like this, yeah. so you're looking down on everything. And I was just like, "This is amazing, bro!" Right. Like I got to the middle of the night, so everything was lit up. I was like, "Oh my god, dude! <laughs> fucking awesome!" And uh, so that was all cool. And then there's another floor, so I went upstairs, you know, and I went to the first room on the right, which was like a studio. So yeah. he's got like, you know, some dope ass speakers, some Genelec set up, you know. And uh, he's got a big giant wall full of fucking glass, right? So you can look down on the, the city even better than the view below it. And I was just like, <laughs> this is insane, dude. What am I doing here, you know? Yeah. And um, so his room was dope. You know, he had a cool bathroom and all that shit. And uh, my room, you know, was fine, whatever. But it was just, it was so fucking epic, dude. The view from those two rooms were like, oh, my God, fucking dope, you know? So, (laughs) but as he alluded to, he wasn't there the whole time. So, like, (laughs) let's just say that you went to some dope city you've been wanting to go to your whole life. Yeah. 
but you got nobody to hang out with. Nothing. Right? Yeah. So, like, first day I woke up and I was like, I'm definitely going to the beach. I want to see the Pacific Ocean. I want to see the West Coast, right? So, I go out there to Venice Beach, which was unbelievable. The, The weather was incredible. It was awesome. Yeah. I walked I walked like fucking, I don't know, five to ten miles, who fucking knows, up to Santa Monica Pier, right? Right. Awesome, which is the end of Route 66. I didn't realize that, but apparently yeah. Route 66 runs from like Chicago all the way to fucking L.A., right? Yeah. So I was out there walking around, and I was just like, this is fucking dope, dude. Like, this is so sick, you know? So did you did you rent a car or? No. You... No? Uber. dude here's the thing out there they have uber pool which is a whole different thing right so like i'd bring up my uber app like yeah i'll catch a ride whatever you know sure and um because dude the city's not that big like to go from like the east side to the west side is maybe like 15 miles it's not that far and to go from like hollywood hills to the beach is like five miles it's not far at all right yeah yeah. But it'd take you fucking 30 minutes because of traffic, right? Sure, sure. But they have Uber Pool. So in that situation, like, you hit Uber Pool, and it'd be like $7. You're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's fucking dope, you know? Yeah. Seven bucks, check. So what happens is they'll come pick you up, and then like two miles along the way, they'll stop and pick somebody else up who's also going that direction. Yeah. So they might drop you off first. They might drop that person off first, depending on how far you're going, you know. So usually right. I was taking right. pretty long trips, so they'd, like, pick me up. We'd pick somebody else up, go three or four miles, drop somebody off, then go another couple of miles and drop me off at the beach. And I'm like, Psh. Yeah. And it costs, like, seven bucks. Nice. To wow. go, like, all over the city. I was yeah. like, that's fucking dope, you right. know. <laughs> and, uh, dude, the weather was unbelievable out there man it was so nice all uh, the time I bet. it was fucking dope i mean don't brag about it too hard you know? <laughs> yeah. all the rain here and- i've wanted to go there my whole <laughs> life and when i finally went i was like dude it's so awesome here the only bad thing was the traffic yeah because holy shit oh, there were so many people there Terrible, well i studied oh, piano yeah. under a guy sure. um larry herbstritt who um as was a sound engineer in LA, he worked for Hollywood Studios, uh-huh. and um, he said the most terrifying thing he ever had to do was teach his kids to drive in LA. <laughs> right, I yeah. bet, I bet, dude. There's some fucking nasty traffic out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said on like, the highway. Bam, bam, hey, fuck you! And I'm like, what? Yeah. He said yeah. on the highway, eighty was slow. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely jumped. Like I remember when I got picked up from the airport. The first trip I took was, like, you know, on the highway to my mentor's house, and it was, like, a good, like, 20 or 30 minutes, whatever it was. Yeah. And we jumped on the interstate, and he was fucking flying, dude, like, at least 100 miles per hour. And I was like, Yeah, Larry said said the speed you have to go on the L.A. highway to just stick with traffic is absurd. Yeah. Dude, and the amount of construction that was going on out there was oh, insane okay. like he'd be like all right so we're gonna take this right like i was like he had his uber like i think he had his phone like in a mount or something so he'd be like mm-hmm. you know up oh, pick the guy up whatever and like okay go 8.4 miles and take a right you know sure. whatever so we're going and it would be like take a right onto this and it the whole lane would be blocked off with cones and shit and he'd be like oh, right. fuck you know so we go a little further take this right 
blocked off with cones. Then he'd finally take one <laughs> and go around and like cones blocking <laughs> off the street. And he'd be like, Jesus, dude. He's like, LA's like this, dude. He's like, construction is going on everywhere. And I was uh, like, God damn. Like, I, I, I hit so many spots like that while I was there. I was only there for a few days. Sure. But, dude, construction everywhere. So, like, as big as LA is, it's like, it's growing even more. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a lot like that in Pennsylvania. The traffic is nowhere near as bad where um, mine fucking I are from. But uh, the construction is definitely that bad. It's everywhere you go, you have four or five miles of construction. Right. Then you get maybe a half mile to a mile of actual real driving. And then suddenly you hit construction again. Um, so... I, th- I saw you guys share a meme recently. Yeah, that's yeah. the main street of our hometown. Yeah. Oh, with yeah, the that's... entire main street dug up. Yeah. <laughs> I got to piss so bad I can't hold it. Okay. <laughs> I feel no pain. Keep on, keep on going. That's good. I'm glad for you. Keep the party rolling. My back doesn't hurt for once. Oh, are we still recording? Talk about how, like, you're gay or whatever. He's not gay. So, don't, so, so what? Ballin? Yeah, Ballin. Yeah, it seems to be my nickname for this because it's pretty retarded. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, Pistol can't seem to come up with any better nickname nah, he than Ballin. He's not good at nicknames. He no, thinks he, he thinks he is, but he, he's, he's really not. You know, he told me he was when we started uh, work together. He told me he was great at doing nicknames for people like Sebastian and I was like, like what the fuck is that yeah <laughs> I was like okay well great so no one has been able to come up with a good nickname for me so go ahead and come up with a nickname the first one he had was call out and now he has wow. ball in and I think they're both awful nicknames so true we should probably move on to a different topic though yeah true. What's next what else you got on the list true. something for the podcast your notebook's upside down <laughs> it is I'm getting there all right, so next topic here is something that I know is very personal for my wife, and that is, is there a God? <laughs> this is a very controversial <laughs> conversation that causes all sorts of arguments. Here we go. And just all right. So first well, off, let's right. go. <laughs> let's go. Very simple. Yes or no answers. Let's boil it down and take one lap. You ready? Not in the traditional sense. Not in the traditional sense. No. No. Okay. All right. So we got no yeses. <laughs> all right. So we, we got, got no yeses in the traditional sense. I mean, I know sense. it's a little more detailed than half and half. I don't know that we'll, I believe in one. I would yeah. say it's 80% no agnostic in that case. Agnostic should be maybe. Yeah, I'm an agnostic. Okay. Um, yeah. So. I'm not even that. All right, so we'll we'll start with mindfuck. So let's let's hear your thoughts on uh, whether there is a god or not. Well, I was raised extremely re- religious, like homeschooled by fundamentalists. Which uh, which branch of religion? I, um, Baptist, technically. Um, okay. Think um, Duggars without all the kids. So you're black. You're saying no. Okay. <laughs> no. no, that was him. He was Pentecostal. Yeah. Okay. yeah um. <laughs> anyway, so like. The the people you see with the skirts on, it's the like, long hair, and yeah, like a cult, <laughs> fundamentalist religious is like a cult. Yeah. Um, so think of that kind of thing. I got a very good quote for you. I'll save it. Okay. okay. Anyway, I was raised extremely religious. I was homeschooled, Christian curriculum, went to Bible college, all of that, mm. and um, I always 
believed in a God. I talked to him constantly. I um, was very intellectual about it, too. I studied the Bible extensively. Um, it was one of the few intellectual pursuits I was allowed. Right. And so I did. Uh, but as I, I grew older, I, I always had a lot of questions. I got in trouble for those questions, too. But yeah, the, the religious people don't like the smart... No. The, uh, they didn't like that I was smart and that I was a woman. Um, and the, I always questioned the morality in the Bible, um, the changing nature of God in the Bible, even though they claimed he never changed. Um, and simple things, too, like the, the fact that we have an immune system should negate the idea of original sin if God created us complete, uh, assuming that we would never sin and therefore never have disease. Why do we have tonsils in an appendix? Right. Um, that sort of thing. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Got him. Um, <laughs> There's a reason she's called Mindfuck. And anyway, I deets. I always I always had a level of doubt, but never really acknowledged it. Like I said, God was probably my only friend for many years. I talked to him constantly. Um as an adult I look back and realize that was a child's version of an oral journal. Um he was my my friend, mm. my imaginary friend. God's an oral journal, y'all. And um I love it. I remember the, the kind, of, kind of defining moment in my doubt was actually about a year and a half ago. I was taking an astronomy course in college. and This I, is after you guys were married. Yeah, yeah. Um, he yeah. married me. I, I, we, we were worship leaders together. He married a Christian, a yeah. diehard Christian. And um, I actually reached these conclusions quite a while before he did. I think I am a little bit more of an atheist than he is for sure. Totally. Um, I've had experiences with things like prophecy and stuff i don't know if it's my perceptiveness or something mm -hmm. along those lines so part of me clings to the idea of some sort of binding spiritual force almost more in the star wars sense than an actual god um a spiritual energy that we're all able to harness for great good or great evil um but anyway awesome. one of the <laughs> one of the one of the defining moments for me was taking this astronomy course in college and um i've known physics for years i've known calculus for years um but it was a very christian based education <laughs> and um i remember learning the speed of light and what that was mathematically and then understanding all of a sudden in this class that the stars are billions of light years away. And if the stars are billions of light years away, that means that every time we look into space and we see those stars, we're seeing the past. We're seeing billions yeah. of years ago. We're not That's seeing trippy. right now. We're seeing billions of years ago. And if that is the case, then the, the first book of the Bible is null and void for me. And if I can't trust that, I can't trust anything in it. And it just right. unraveled from there. Um, I, I remember going outside and looking at the stars that night and having this sense of awe and wonder and reverence that I never had for creation when I thought it was God that made it. Right. Just understanding that I was seeing things that happened billions of years ago, and that was so much bigger to me than a god that created earth created 4, me, years ago created like, me made me weak <laughs> tempted yeah. me with good and evil and knowledge and wisdom expected me to deny that and when i took it decided he would punish me for it and um, right. had to send his own son to die to save me from what he set me up to accept on my own it just it didn't add up to me and 
that right. night was the end. Well, you know, it's one thing that freaks me out is like, here's the first, the seeable universe, right? Yeah. Right here. And we're like some speck in that. And the universe is expanding mm-hmm. at a certain rate, right? So like, yeah. let's say this outer wall here is like the furthest we're ever going to see because the things beyond that are expanding beyond the speed of light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's spreading out. So like there could be literally endless universe of stars that you can't even see just because it's going away from us so fast that the speed of light, it can't even reach us, dude. Right. Well, not to mention the number of religions on this planet. Um, and the Fuck idea this planet. That if, this planet is a speck and a speck and a speck and a speck and a speck of the universe. The right. And the idea that if any one of them is right, rendering the others wrong, then whoever God is abandoned 90% of his creation for the last however many years humans have existed. Yeah. If God is real, he is evil. Dude, there's this awesome picture that one of my buddies shared that was like, a picture of like the earth the solar system mm-hmm. the local galactic cluster and it showed that you know that our you know, our solar system was like a speck in that and it was like local blah 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 system that you know that was a speck in that and speck in that speck in that until it was like you're looking at the whole foreseeable universe and it was like we're an unimaginable right. small speck and then yeah. there was a picture of of god and he was like don't masturbate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just well, like, then, <laughs> that's no, like, come yeah. on, dude. You know, like, that's what's important. Get the fuck out of here, if man. If you think about it, how amazing it is we are here and all the things we can do. Yeah. And that we are human. And yeah, there's a lot of negative. don't masturbate. You that know. comes with that. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but we're an incredible species and the odds of us being here are so slim. Uh, no matter how we got here, I think the most important thing is that we embrace that life and make the most of it because the odds of it are trillions to one. Right. For each of us. And I've heard some interesting theories about, because like, if I think mathematically, I think like there's got to be so much life in the universe, mm-hmm. right? If you look at how many planets and mm-hmm. stars there are, there's got to be so much life out there. But I heard an interesting theory that kind of makes sense that... If that's the case, why don't we see any evidence of it, right? And you think like, oh, well, because it's so far away. Well, by the time the evidence reached us, it would have happened billions of years ago. But but the the theory behind that is that even if somebody had, even if another planet had made it there, you know, a few million years ago, we still would see it in a lot of places Mm -hmm. because there's so many stars that we see and stuff. You would see suns were stars that are blacked out from solar panels and people that are harnessing the energy and shit like that. Sure. It really made a lot of sense because if you think that, like, how far we think we're going to be in 100 years, to think, like, where those places would be in thousands of years, it's like they could have hit our peak of intelligence millions of years ago, you know, or billions. I think we make the search for life too narrow. We look for planets that are like ours. Right. But... We live here because we evolved to live here. We breathe oxygen because we evolved to breathe oxygen. We drink water because we evolved to drink water. But life that evolved on any other planet in the universe might have evolved differently with different Mm -hmm. biological needs. So we keep looking for another Earth when life could be on anything, really. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, you were saying all that and... 
Um, I couldn't help but thinking just like that is all based on the assumption that other life forms on other planets would be like us. Right. Yeah. But if they did things so much differently than us, then that might not necessarily be the case. Yeah, we're looking right. for ourselves. Um, we're looking yeah. for a mirror. Right. And um, the odds of life evolving the same way twice are so slim. Right. Right. You're looking at a completely different life form with a completely different lifestyle and a completely different way of evolving uh, that assuming they did things the exact same way that humans did seems a little bit arrogant and when me. when we imagine aliens we imagine very human or very animal yeah. life or a combination of the two um we can't imagine anything not earth-like because we are from earth and we are earthlings right so i don't think our imagination is expansive enough to to quite find what we're looking for yet yeah yeah <clears throat> hmm. what do you got to say sebastiani <laughs> nothing <laughs> I'm sitting here just getting my mind blown. That's all, man. What's my, next? Hey, man. I mean, that's that's my everyday life, I'm man. Just trying to soak moment. all this what you guys are saying into my brain. And what do you got next? Balling. All right. So next, light, next uh, topic we have here is uh, thoughts on adult life failures and disappointments with how Ooh. adult life turned out for you. Yikes! So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm curious to hear what uh, what you guys think about that. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> adult life. Adult um, life. For me, um, adult life is actually. I mean, it's not too bad. I've been kind of an adult since I was like 15. Right. Sure. Right. So. Because you moved out of your parents' house when you were like a teenager. I moved out when I was 16 years old. Right. Or 17, I can't remember. That was back when you were like blowing dudes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smoking crack. Yeah. Um, done. No, I was, it was during high school, and I had lots of bad problems with drugs in high school. And um, I sold a lot of drugs, too. That's how I made my money. Yeah. Selling drugs and doing drugs. Sure. It was uh, great. Fuck off, microphone. So, I had a terrible childhood and a very shitty upbringing. Mm-hmm. So, pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, adult life was actually a release from the bullshit yeah. I feel childhood. that. I feel that. Yeah, I was going to say, my wife uh, probably feels very similar to Yeah, you. I feel great being an adult. Except, it's amazing. Except for, like, a couple things. Like, <laughs> like bills and shit. Or, like, like when somebody but, makes you get rid of your puppy. Yeah. <laughs> Fucker. I love you. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. Well, yeah. like, the great thing about adulthood... Is everything is yours. Your body's yours. Mm. The money you make is yeah. yours. Your time is yours. And your decisions are yours. And whether the consequences are good or bad, um, you're free to make those choices. And to me, that is much better than any form of controlled environment. Yeah. The, the difference between my adult life and childhood is I'm very lonely. 
Really? I was yeah. lonely I as mean, a child. I'm your, I'm your friend, man. See, well, it's it's not because I've always had a girl yeah. that lived with me because yeah. I've only been in like two relationships. Sure. So the first one was seven years. First off, second one four. Sebastiani fucks a lot of bitches. But I fuck a lot of girls. Sure. But, but fuck deep relationships. relationships. Than a relationship. Exactly. For yeah. sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. Get a lot of pussy. But I pick them. But not very, connecting yeah, with a lot of yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same way. Gotcha. Same way. It's more of the pleasure yeah. thing, like drugs sure. and whatnot. Sure. Comes yeah. comes with sex. Yeah. 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 So I uh, I have a very different experience from the both of you. Um, I had a very good childhood, very good life. Um, lived with my parents till I was 19 or so. You would. I, Went to a, a semester of college and... Oh, a whole semester? Yeah, whole Ooh. semester. One <laughs> semester. Hey, don't you knock it. I have the same job as you. And No, uh, <laughs> no that's different because you don't have the debt. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, growing up, uh, my parents were very good to me. I had everything I could ever really want. Um, yeah, Your parents were wealthy? No, not by any stretch. Mine either. But I didn't know any different. I didn't know what wealthy and sure. and poor was. I had. Go ahead. We'll we'll get back to the L.A. thing yeah. after that. <laughs> I had what I needed. Yeah. And as a musician, I had instruments to play growing up. Um, right. I had games to play. I had a family that loved me. And so I, I lived with my father. My parents divorced when I was 11. I lived with my father till I was 19. <laughs> Mine did too. And, uh, I was just three when it happened. Yeah. Um, so, you I was know, four I, when they got married. <laughs> oh, goddamn. I remember a lot from my parents getting divorced, but I still had a, a you know, compared to my wife here, I still had a great childhood i still had a great upbringing and my father invested so much into me right to try and make sure i had the life that he wanted to give me even right. though we really weren't that well off yeah right so for me getting into adulthood was quite a bit of a transition and it didn't happen until i moved in with her right that i was like oh i gotta do things like wash the dishes and do laundry and your dad spoiled you and yeah i mean i was a little bit spoiled we weren't we weren't wealthy but i was spoiled right mine wasn't all bad like my parents loved me they gave me a great education they had a very particular life they wanted for me and that wasn't what i wanted um there was some violence issues um but thank you You know, I just never had freedom. I never had autonomy. I never had the ability to really do anything. I was very isolated. I was very lonely. Um, My mother had a temper, and I it was just difficult. Yeah. I graduated high school um, at sixteen and went right to Bible college. I'm pretty sure you told me fifteen earlier. Well, yeah, it was was right before I turned. I'm pretty sure. I graduated fifteen, turned sixteen that summer, and then went to Bible Uh college. Uh huh. Go ahead. And um. Story's getting fuzzy already. Go ahead. Um. Well, I was sixteen by the time I got to college. Sure. 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 And um. It didn't go well. I wasn't socially ready. 
I ended up failing out. I found a terrible boyfriend, all of that. So I think those were my... Pretty dope, pretty dope. What? At 16. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. College life at 16. I wasn't ready. I had a boyfriend at 16. (laughs) (laughs) No, I... Sometimes you guys suck a little dick to realize you don't like sucking dick. I (laughs) I was not prepared. And um, it didn't go well, so I came back home, and I ended up moving out, moving into an apartment, all that, and, um, you know, Colin and I got together, I did the college thing again, and so I think those are my disappointments, that I think if I'd had a little more socialization, um, if I'd been a little more prepared, I think I'd be in a very different place right now, but um, I wasn't, Right. and... So it's been it's been a while picking up the pieces. I had several years there where I just kind of bummed around and did absolutely nothing of value. <laughs> yeah, that's called your early twenties. Yeah. Well, that was my I late teens. I didn't do shit from twenty one to twenty three. Well, I don't know what was, I did. It was my late teens, though. It was <laughs> like what I'm doing. It was like yeah. it was like seventeen and a half to twenty. <laughs> yeah. Well, like for me, that whole that whole like party phase. While you're single, that one was fifteen, and drinking yeah. and stuff, and experimenting, like that never Dang. happened for me, right? Because similar to her, I grew up in a very religious background. We were, uh, my family was Pentecostal. You poor bastards! <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> my God, dude! I grew up Pentecostal. What the fuck is that? Uh, I can't imagine. Well, like Pentecostal the, the speaking like the, in tongues. You know, the yeah, people that speak in tongues and prophesy. Really? So, like, yeah. the people the that walk around the church going, That's Right? Like, that's, that's Pentecostal. Speaking in tongues, bro? Yeah. 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 <laughs> spit some spit so. some tongues for me, bro. No, just say, right on my hand and not on my hand. Right. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I kind of grew up in that same kind of similar atmosphere. And uh, so I didn't have that whole party phase because I was very like, okay, I'm going to go to church three times a week. I'm going to be the best Christian guy I can be. I'm going to be an absolute man of God. Um, then you met me. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then, then I like, got married to her. Though, you're like, <laughs> yeah. Good Lord didn't say nothing about that. <laughs> No, not quite like that. Right. But uh, you know, at this point, I'm—I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a Christian, but I wouldn't say I'm an atheist. I'm—I guess I'm an agnostic, but I—I I kind of believe in a higher power at this point. I think I'm pretty much an atheist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. A lot of people. Are. I used to kind of think I was an agnostic, like I don't know, maybe there's some other. And then eventually, I was like, if you look at the universe, you're like, no, there's nothing. Watching Earth, <laughs> fuck off. Well, I don't think it's there. If it's there, I don't think it's in a like a watching Earth sense. I think it's it a separate is Earth. dimension. Man. Like you think um, that's more likely than anything. You know, you think if there's this heaven, even if you Beyond consider what we can comprehend, if you mm-hmm. consider the Big Bang and whatnot, something started that. Um, that's a very true. interesting. Point. I don't think yeah. God is like a guy in the sky that's watching us. No. If there's a God, right. I think He's composed of all matter. He is yeah. in everything. He's all of us. Um, I had a wise man tell me you know say recently that something god, very different from the books god is yeah god is what is yeah. great in all of us mm-hmm. and he's in everything um you know now i'm veering from what he said but to me if god is there it's it's a it's a binding spiritual force it's what started all of this it's in everything it's right. part of everything it's part it's life. you know uh, it's what makes us able you know to to 
you know, dig down deep and find something greater inside of ourselves. And that is us. That's a hundred percent us. We are part of the universe and the universe is part of us. And I, right. I do think something might bind it all together. But like I said, I, I consider it more in the Star Wars sense if it is, exists. That's the best way I can articulate it. I find it interesting that we uh, actually went back to our previous topic. <laughs> oh, we ain't done well, yet. So, well, for instance, on adult life. <laughs> since yeah, since you mentioned the uh, the universe and the Big Bang, mm-hmm. that's like the thing that gets me is like if you think if you really believe in the Big Bang, right? Mm-hmm. The I I don't know the year I'm pulling this out of my ass, but let's say like four hundred billion. Uh, is I thought it was, I thought it was less than that. I thought it was like. Nine Millions. billion. I thought it was like nine billion. No, it's, or like, it's like four hundred billion. Okay, okay, okay. Let's just say. Going I, I don't. I don't believe you. Or it but might be let's four billion. It might be four billion. It's four <laughs> I th- I something. I think it's like eight billion. It's four something billion. Four Whatever billion. it is. Let's Does just anybody say. Anybody have a cell phone? Whenever that point is, what was there before that? Nothing. Right. Nothing at well, all. The idea. Fuck right. off. There the was idea nothing. Was well, that it there was, was something. Well, the universe right? could have like universe was here before that. Well, it, the idea was that it was all compressed into something smaller than an atom, and then something caused it to explode out into right. the elements that make our universe. So there was nothing but something at all had in the to whole have universe it. Well, it's yeah. the, it's, for it's, eternity here's, before that. Here's I where doubt here's it. where my theory comes from. Here's <laughs> right. Okay. So fourteen. Nine billion. is closer than four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Billion. Okay. Well, here yeah. here's where my theory comes yeah. from. The question you're asking, right. where did the original matter come from, is identical philosophically to the question, who made God? Right. So that's where I get the idea that God and the universe are one and the same thing. And if God essentially, through all theology, exists outside of time, um, so would have any matter that existed before the Big Bang. Time right. sprang into existence. At that moment, time is linear, and it's the only thing that Dude, is. Dude, time's not linear, though. That's the thing. If I was going at the speed of light right now, yep, I go. would age much years. less slowly than you would. That's still linear. It's not linear. You're moving along because you're going at but a line, say, and say, I'm going at a say, different fucking say on line. on the Earth, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. go out in space ten years, mm-hmm. right? Speed of light. Speed you're of light. on the same line, right, just faster. But, it's not the same line. It just depends I, how you I don't define it, that would but be it's not linear. The same line it's not linear at all. Because if you go 10 years out and you come back, it's 29 years here. Yeah. So essentially, you just traveled into the future because how would that be the same line if it's 29 years Yeah, but it's the here. same time scale you're traveling along it if you have a... Like, like like you're saying it's that not though time is not like a flat thing like you go from here to here it's like i can go from here well, to here but if somebody's going faster than me they might go 500 fucking years well it's flat in inside year. of four it's dimensions like, so we've got we've that. got a cartesian we go, the fourth dimension pistol, we've got a cartesian plane we've got a line that exists inside of all four dimensions true yep. so it is one this line is part, you're traveling yeah. along yeah, it. this is you're this just is, moving faster just, or slower okay. than everybody else yeah. on it. True, she's she's right. I don't think she's I right. agree. She's <laughs> right because that is part of 
how you explain going 10 years out and then coming or time would be different every second but it's still you're just traveling past it faster than it's happening so you're mm-hmm. on the time same timeline you're just moving along it at a different speed than everybody else it's the same line i guess it depends what you set the line at it depends i don't know i don't think i agree with that at all i would have to show you something okay <laughs> i have to find it okay no i just I'll give you an example yeah i don't know like because i've looked into this a lot because the like i don't think saying. time is a thing like time's not a thing that's just a thing we made up right but a year is just how it's many still, times we still like well no no you see you're thinking so. you're thinking yeah. of divided time okay. i'm referring to the existence of um we move through time something different happens every moment right um so that all exists linearly um you know we're sitting here we're seeing the same things we're experiencing the same things it's all happening at once and then we move beyond it right that line is the only line that exists you can move back and forth in it maybe if you travel fast enough um but it's it's the same timeline to get to a different l- timeline, you'd have to go to another dimension. See, I don't know. And that's, maybe, that's where we yeah. get the theory of the multiverse. Maybe it's the, the words that are tripping me up, but it's like, I feel like, like, for instance, we could be having this conversation, and somebody else could be going at the speed of light, right? And sure. this would have taken 10 seconds that it took us like three hours. Yeah, but it's still the same timeline. They're just going through it faster. But yeah. they're yeah. not really going through it faster. They're going at the same time. No, no they're going but at they a different speed, speed in the light. same time. If you go at the speed of light, yeah, you're, but you're pretty much speeding up yeah. the time. Well, not not really. You're just you're speeding you're through time. You're speeding point, through you're not time. Actually, speeding up the time. So, Brian, right. you've got a line, and everybody on the line right. is I living. I think it depends how you think of it. Because I don't think there's a me, line me, at all, and everybody's just thinking of it as like, here's a line. I'm like, no, I don't think there's a line. Example. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm right. just trying to explain it in in yeah. in, in basic math okay. terms. Right, right, right. You've got a line. Everybody exists on the line, and we're all moving along the line, living our lives. Right. Now, if somebody on the line is going faster than everybody else, faster than the speed of light, they're just moving on the line faster than you are. So they're gonna pass what you're doing. They're gonna pass however far they're going into the future. Right. It's the same line. They're okay. just moving more quickly. I think we're agreeing on the same point, just yes. in different yeah. words. Yes, I've been trying They're to like, connect yeah. that the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're 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 thinking in terms of divided time. Um, I'm mm-hmm. thinking of the concept of time. Right. I'm just thinking that there's no line that exists anywhere. And if anybody says this is the line, then you're thinking of it from your point of view. Mm-hmm. Whereas the next person's divided like. Time. I'm going, no, this took one year. I traveled for one year. I counted every goddamn hour of every day, but 400 years went by on Earth. So that's not the line. Well, they were going faster on the same line. It's a different line, right? It's like my year was one line. Time is, 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 we've got, we've got space, we've got matter, and we've got time. Matter exists inside of space and time. Okay. Um, space exists around matter and inside of time and time it encompasses all. So, um, matter exists at a point in time. You are matter. Time is just, um, it's, it's, we move through it. It's one 
one expands, one line, it's linear. And if somebody is going through time faster than you, they're on the same timeline. There's only right. one timeline in this universe, in this dimension. But they're just moving through it more quickly. Okay. So maybe... I don't want to get down a rabbit hole, but like I would disagree. I don't think there's one line of time. I that's think... your line of time versus time. somebody Well, that's else. a path inside of time. Okay. Well, right. Well, right. So that's, that's a personal trajectory a right. on the line. So a way that right. I think about it to try and grasp it is like an hour is an hour is an hour is an hour is an hour. It takes 60 minutes. Each minute takes 60 seconds. Okay. But like if you're able to move as fast as a superhero such as the Flash. Right. An hour to us or 60 minutes to us. To him, if he's moving at the speed of light, it's going to take a much longer amount of time. He's going to age much less quicker than we are. By Earth time. By, yeah, Earth time. Yeah. Earth exists inside of time. Right. So I mean... The, it's this universe. The earthly time. time that we have come up with, with minutes, you know, seconds, minutes, hours, days, right. that's all technically made up but right. the fact of the matter is there's going to come a certain point when everybody gets gray hairs on their head because yep. they've reached a certain age that's all going to happen no matter yeah. what right. but if you're moving at the speed of light that's going to happen at a much slower pace yeah you're right. referring to the multiverse the only inside of this universe everything we can see and experience is one timeline yeah if there are other timelines then they exist in other universes right um but in our universe there is one linear timeline right I don't know. Maybe I'm getting caught up on the words, but that's like yeah. gravity, for instance, has a huge impact on time and the rate at which it passes, right? So, like, I think this is a thing that people have a hard time wrapping their head around is the idea that somebody else could, like, age slower than I do. Yeah, like, but no, the we're same all amount still of time on the same timeline. Like, not really. It just went by the same time on Earth. But Earth's time is nowhere near what something else's time is. No, that's is. a different speed of time inside of the same timeline. I don't know. Maybe it's it's a maybe we got a terminology. <laughs> Do you get thing. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Do you get just, what I'm saying? I don't think I understand what you guys are saying. Then in I that need... case, it's a it's a we're a terminology thing. I think we're agreeing on the same thing, but using different words. Like you're saying, it's the same time. Yeah, it's I'm not using the, same the time actual physics words. When we're, we're the same. Well, I mean, you gotta. I feel you like gotta you're accusing me of different... being full of shit, and I don't think that's accurate at all. No, you're so. you're, you're, you're being you're okay. Correct, but not. Okay. You're getting <laughs> right. you're getting sixty percent of it. Maybe. And kind of throwing forty percent out of the window. I've been forty percent wrong my whole life. That's all, all good. It's how I got yeah, here. We, it's, not we a need to get... it's not a problem. What's the next topic? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so next topic I have here is social expectations of women. And I know that uh, Mindfuck over here has a very extreme experience with social expectations with the uh, religious fundamentalist background. So, uh, 
yeah, give us uh, give us your thoughts on social expectations of women. Yeah, they're bullshit. <laughs> um, True. Yeah, no, I was raised to be feminine, to be a help meet, so to speak. Um, basically to be a good wife, uh, mm-hmm. to raise kids, right. to make food, to be available to fuck whenever, but not act like I liked it. Mm. Um, you know, all of that. And, you know, even outside of the religious world, I find it very frustrating that women are expected to be a certain way when I'm intelligent, when I am dominant, when I am powerful, I am a bitch. And, um, You know, not so much in a group of guys like this. I find it's actually more women in general that perceive it that way. Um, That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I don't get that vibe. I don't get that vibe at all when I'm in a group of guys. I think I'm almost appreciated. Um, I'm loving it. Yeah. But in a group of women, um, I'm expecting. Sebastian hates you. Way way cooler than these two guys right here. (laughs) Yeah, in a really in a group of women, I'm expected <laughs> to, to I'm expected to want to buy 31 oh, bags and posh, you know, right? And uh, make cookies, and I do like making cookies, but um, she's also, always... for the record, very good at making cookies. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the thing is, is that I'm not I'm not just good at making cookies, and exactly. I feel like we go back to Collins Church, and I am I'm a decent musician. Yeah. Um, I've played on that stage before. I would say more than a decent musician, but that's okay. Go ahead. (laughs) But, um, you know, Colin gets asked things like, um, how's the music coming? Um, Ballin. Yeah, Ballin. I'm saying Ballin Ballin gets asked things like, how's the music career coming? Um, you played great. How's your job? Are you happy in your job? Are you getting promoted? Right. Are you making good money? And I get, you know, told your dress is pretty and, um, you know, you made him anything good for dinner lately. That's actually been said to me. And, um, you know, just very girl. Nobody's interested in what I want to do with my life, my career, my music, when they all know I do those things. And I I find that frustrating. I would also think that people probably... Most people probably aren't that fucking interested in what he's really got going on either. No, they really are. If that counts for anything, but... No, No. he's like a golden child back home. Yeah, I mean, where we come from, like, if you're a dude and you have any sort of ability, like, you are the world's most amazing person on the planet, um... Quit breathing in the mic so loud. It's kind of cool. I keep hearing it. (laughs) Breathing, you know... It, you know, it, it's cool in one yeah. sense because everyone will constantly compliment you and tell you what a great job you did. But on the other hand, like for me, you know, I, I grew up watching musicians like Victor Wooten on bass and Stevie Ray Vaughan on mm. guitar, Steve Vai on guitar, Dave Weckl on drums. And when these people come up to me and are like, oh, my gosh, you did so amazing. You're like professional quality. And then I look at these musicians that are actually professional. Right. I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Well, and at the same time, at the same time, if you're a girl... You know, and you're good at those things. They don't even recognize it. They don't recognize it, and they hold you back. Like, I was only allowed to play hymns and classical music uh, for my whole childhood. Um, And I was 
basically penalized for my intelligence whenever I asked questions, whenever I displayed my intelligence, it was perceived as insubordinance. Um, if a boy did it, he was gifted and talented. Right. Um, while my parents perceived me as gifted and talented, they didn't particularly always treat me that way because in the church, I was perceived as insubordinate, questioning, precocious, uh, dangerous. I derailed a few sermons by asking some pointed questions and they got, you know, got me in big trouble, that sort of thing. If a boy had asked those questions, he would have been brilliant. When I asked them, I got a spanking later. Yeah. I mean, and it goes back to kind of the religious kind of topic that we were on earlier with um, when you grow up in a religious background, uh, women aren't expected to speak. In fact, they're generally frowned upon when yeah. they speak. Uh, the Bible bitch. even says that a woman should not speak out. Uh, and so... You know, when you're in the position of someone like my wife, that causes a lot of issues because in my position, everyone will be like, oh, you did so amazing. And when she does the exact same thing, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you're a woman. Right. Well, tell so, them about right. our experiences on stage at Liberty. With so, yeah, we used to be worship leaders at a, a church before we moved out here. And... Uh, so many times, she uh, grew up playing piano classically. She was trained classically. She's very, very knowledgeable with uh, music theory. And I grew up playing entirely by ear. That's how I learned how to play music. My yeah. dad gave me chords. He taught me scales. And then I would listen to music and be like, okay, I want to learn how to play that. And I would just play it by ear. Uh, so I have more of a limited version of music theory, uh, and we were worship leaders at this one church, and all the time there would come I was the issue. only girl on stage. Yeah, she was the only girl on stage. All the time there would come an issue within the song that we're working on, and everyone would be arguing about it, and she would pipe up and be like, hey, so this is what it is. We're in this key. We need to play these chords. This is how it needs to go. And everyone, of course, would ignore her because it's a religious institution and women don't have a voice there. She would say that three or four times and then... They would acknowledge me. I would roll my eyes and sigh and say the exact same sentence as her and suddenly everyone would look at me and be like, oh, my God, you're so right. Oh, you're so smart. That's incredible. I'm like, what? <laughs> Did you right. not hear her just say that five seconds ago? That's cool. Okay. Uh, and that's, you know, that's really kind of how most religions view women. And when you grow up religious, that's how women are treated just in general, not even just in music, but in general, the women are kind of side carded and okay, yeah, you're meant to be quiet. Don't say right. anything. You don't the have a voice. The men speak for them. The men, yeah, the men speak for you. Well, speaking of that, this is a quote I wanted to bring up like two hours ago and got distracted, <laughs> but okay, they say the difference between a in a cult and a religion 
is like in a wait in a cult it's bullshit and it's all made up and the guy that's in charge knows that it's bullshit sure <laughs> but in a religion that guy's dead right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> i mean kind of no yep like, yep no yeah it's... it it's 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 very damaging, I think. Um, religion does serve a purpose. Um, I just read a book called Sapiens that talks about how the reason that humans are able, the reason we've done all of this, um, the reason that we're able to function in groups larger than a hundred or a hundred and fifty people, is because because of the myths that we follow. And it started with religion. We could all rally around these myths, these ideas that allow us to feel connected to people that we are not connected to. Um, and that's how we've been able to build societies, nations, and nations are myths as well as is money, businesses, right. um, things like Goldman Sachs only exists because we believe it does and we invest our money in it. Mm -hmm. It's a pretend entity. And when Goldman and Sachs die, it still exists because we all believe it exists. And our, our group ability to believe in these things that are not real allows us to cooperate on, on massive numbers. We now have a global cooperation because we all believe in the same trust in money, in the same trust in national sovereignty and peace treaties. None of these things are real, but we have the capacity to believe them together. And that all started with religion. Religion was the reason that we were able to move from wandering tribes in the wilderness to towns and cities and um you know provinces and nations and that's that's how we accomplish that so it does serve a purpose uh we just cling to it in our infancy damn it <laughs> damn it computer i like how we uh transitioned yeah, from uh social expectations into this what's the next topic <laughs> All right, so next topic we have is city versus rural living. All right. I think we're all from rural areas. Okay. Can we, first off, what is rural? What is that? That's such a stupid name. <laughs> it's country. It's far outside of cities. Rural. Rural. It's a stupid it, stupid name. I mean, I agree it's an awful word. It's uh very poorly put together, but rural is what That being it's said, I would definitely rather grow up rural than in the city. I would agree. In a way, I like certain things about it like having access to anything you need at any time. Like if you have if you get sick in the middle of the night and want cold medicine, you can just go get it. You don't have right. to wait. So, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like uh, I feel like Mindfuck and I grew up in a different kind of rural than maybe you grew up in. Uh-huh. Um, where we come from, like, the nearest Walmart is about an hour's drive oh, away. Yeah. We have yeah. two grocery stores in our hometown, and whatever they carry is, is what you get to buy for the week unless you're going to drive an hour what away. Kind of, what kind of grocery store They're, like, store tiny family-owned Yeah, they stores. were privately owned local grocery oh, okay. stores. They weren't, Just like, like, really basic stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, we at least had a couple chains, but yeah, Walmart's weren't close to us. Yeah, the only chain we had, we had a Dollar General, a McDonald's, and a Sheets, which I guess is a chain for the state of Pennsylvania, but... Sheets, the gas station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, I dude. miss yeah. that place so dude, much. they're great. I, yeah. I could go place. for a snack wrap so much right now. Yeah. You order on the touchscreen? Yeah, 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 yeah. All the time. Yeah, you guys had it bad in the country with your touchscreen fucking well, ordering. Get um, out of here. Well, well that's the that town was about as advanced it, as it got. And not to mention, <laughs> I actually grew up in Andrew Settlement or Genesee, which was another half an hour away from the town with all the yeah. stuff we're talking about. Right. So it was even more so for me. Like there was nothing around where I lived at all. Yeah. Just yeah. farms. And right. and most of my life was spent in a town called Rollet, and that's a very similar situation. Twenty minute drive, and there's nothing out there. There's not even a gas station in that town. Well, there's definitely not an Andrew Settlement. Yeah, so you know the the town. We say the town we grew up in, but it was a twenty to thirty minute drive to get there. Right. And that town was even very limited in what it had. Did you guys have 7-Elevens there? No. No. Not a thing. We had three gas stations. One was Sheets. One was a Quick Fill. And one was a... Paul's Motel. Paul's Motel privately owned gas station. And that that was what we had for gas stations. Three. Three of them. We had two traffic lights in the entire town, and there was only about a 2,000 people population there. So, Mm. (laughs) again, an hour's drive to the nearest Walmart. Well, and the 2,000 people is um, many square miles. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like the whole county that's not just the town. Right. So... Yeah, we we grew up extremely rural out in the country. Everything rural. is farmland. Everything is rural. Amish. That's right, rural. Rural. Um, rural. So Tractors moving out road. here to the city is a very, very different experience. We for had us. a small transition in Mansfield. Yeah, very small. Yeah, a step up. They had a Walmart. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this, I like, I hate driving here so much. I don't. Yeah. I I, enjoy it. Today I got really frustrated, but most days I'm okay. I'm not used to having to stop and wait and switch lanes and merge onto the highway and all that. Um, I, so I don't like that. Sometimes I wish I could just be out in nature without any noise. I dislike how the sky never gets dark. Um, the sky is never dark here at night. But, um, so I, I miss nature, I miss solitude and quiet, and I miss the open road, but I love having access to anything I want, um, I love being able to meet people, um, Right. I like being able to go to the bar and not have to worry about how I'm getting home, like, you can take an yeah. Uber here, you can, um, that sort of thing, yeah. and there are different bars, not just, like, the one bar, and there's a live music scene that I didn't have to create myself. Right. And <laughs> um, all of that. So I like that. Right. It does have its benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Well, and the jobs. Like, there's, like, jobs here. Yeah. And 
I wish we had Uber Pool here, though. Yeah. That's so yeah, dope, dude. You know, for us, just the fact that we have Uber is an upgrade for us. Yeah. There's no such thing as Uber where we come from. Right. Not even, not even in anyone's thought process right over where we come from so me either really i mean where i'm from i'm from kurtok county and if you go 30 minutes southeast you get to the beach and there they have uber right sure. so like if you need to get from the bar to your buddy's house at the beach you can get a catch a uber but like within kurtok Fuck no. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, you ain't get no Uber. Get the fuck out of here. But you had the beach, yeah. man. I'm jealous. Yeah, it's, we it's close to the beach. It really ain't at the beach. Yeah, but you yeah, had but to go to the beach. I've been to the beach one time. We really just go to the yeah. bar by the beach. We don't really go to the ocean ever. It's better than I us. Mean, we went yeah. to the bar behind the dumpster behind someone's house. So I'd take the bar <laughs> at the dope. beach any day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of dope. (laughs) What's the next topic, asshole? Sure. So, next topic we have is uh, the humanistic behaviors that we see in animals. So, I know this is a a big thing that Mindfuck has been thinking about a lot lately. We see all sorts of videos on facebook of people connecting with animals and monkeys doing things very similar to human behaviors so chimps and orangutans uh, right chimps and orangutans whatever even gorillas uh if you consider uh, animals like harambe who is actually protecting the child instead of looking to yeah gorillas and that's a whole different topic Mm. anyways um I know this is a big thing that you've been looking at lately, so uh, what what are you, your thoughts on that whole situation? Yeah, I just find it interesting how we think we're very different and we're very superior um, to the other creatures on the planet, but if you really watch them, you've got, um, you know, we're now able to communicate with gorillas through sign language. Um, many primates display extremely human behavior and that they will take care of other animals. They will um, speak with you. Um, even if you watch your cat or your dog, um, any animal really, you can see, especially mammals, um, apart from the fact that dolphins and whales and whatnot are extremely intelligent, um, you, you can see sadness, joy, desire, all of these things that we experience, and I think it's such a shame that we treat animals like they're less than us just because we don't understand them, we don't speak their language. In fact, they're far better at speaking our language than we are theirs. Um, they understand what we say to them. If you tell Boomer no, he knows what that means. If you tell him to sit, he knows what that means. Um, and and we never know what they mean when they bark or meow right. or snort. Yeah. Um, so I think it's such a, a, a crime that we assume they don't have the consciousness that we have when they very well may have it and show signs of having it. Uh, they just, you know, we don't understand how they communicate it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's, uh, you know, that's, that's something that I wanted to talk about a little bit was... Um, Animals, when you have pets such as dogs or cats, you can teach them 
your language to a certain extent like she said when you say stop or no they know that they're doing something they shouldn't be doing you know i know when my cats get up on my kitchen counter i can scream no at them and they know they shouldn't be up there and then they jump down from the counter right um i can say you know come here and they'll walk right up to me or hop on the couch or onto the bed or where i have wherever i happen to be and so it, it shows me they can understand me and i can say things to my cat like you know well you know you're a good cat but the other one's my favorite and i can see a little bit of disappointment in their face you think so? Or the yeah. Chinese restaurant thing. Yeah. Sebastian or, knew what you meant when... You know, I, I like Julius, to joke I'm with sorry. my cats Julius when they're being bad. I'll be like, you know, I'm going to take you to the Chinese restaurant. Obviously, I would never do that. But when I say that, like, I can see a little bit of, oh, I did a bad thing in their their facial expression to me. Which tells me that... They can understand what I'm saying, but when they meow at me, when they do certain body language to me, I have not the slightest idea right. what they're well, trying to communicate. we get some of it. Right. Yeah, I mean, we can get certain little things. You know, I've done in some research on the internet, and I know when a cat looks you in the eye and blinks slowly, they're essentially telling you, I love you or I trust you. Um, they do that all the time. When they are looking Knock you in the eye and they're, they they nod their head, they're saying kind of like, hey, what's up? Um, when they like bump their head against you or rub their body against your leg, they're giving you a hug. I can understand small things like that, but they can understand so much more of what I'm saying than I can understand of what they're saying well and it is just amazing how you can look them in the face and start to understand some of their emotions and responses it's yeah. there you know you can see desire and sadness and jealousy and fear and, and love you see those things if you pay attention to your pets i'm sure you've seen it in boomer oh yeah give him a whooping no matter what because <laughs> he's a good boy he's a good boy he's, where is, a where, where is he he's right underneath your legs oh yeah there he is <laughs> he's being a good boy taking a nap i'll make sure to whip him for that later i want to I be doing what he's doing <laughs> he's a good boy yeah but yeah i just think it's amazing that we treat them as if they're inferior right or not conscious but really they display a greater ability to understand us than we do them right yeah so what you're saying is i should whip him <laughs> totally that's... okay that's what i got out of that where you at boy <laughs> whip the shit out of you oh he's a good boy uh so next topic is um college and education so we all have different levels of education interesting yes very interesting topic can be a controversial topic i know mindfuck over here was uh homeschooled has a, a college degree in philosophy I myself went to public school for most of my life, did some cyber schooling online, do not have a college degree, and then we have Pistol over here who, I don't know, you went to public school, I'm assuming? In high school. In high yeah. school, and then you... And college, also, actually. So <laughs> Also got a college degree. So yeah. we all kind of have different levels of uh, 
of education so let's let's kind of hear some well, like, thoughts on that i i can tell like when i met you immediately i could tell you were a fucking moron no i mean no i'm obviously i'm kidding but um it is interesting that like i mean obviously we have the same job right so yeah. it's it's strange that like you could take such different paths and end up at the same place, you know? Right. Or like there's sure. people that worked at Guitar Center, right, for years and years that mm-hmm. are doing the same thing as me, if not making fucking more money than me, which is right. a whole nother thing. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just strange how uh, in certain fields, degrees aren't important at all, you know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, on paper, there's a lot of people that, you know, we work with that are going to be making a fucking fortune in years to come. But I never went to college to be a salesman either. You know, yeah. it's like this is not. I mean, like I'm. It's okay, and it's paying the bills and all that kind of shit, and I'm staying alive and all that, and I'm learning. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go to school to be a salesman. I went to school and paid forty thousand dollars to be a recording engineer. You sure. know, and that's that's what I am. You know, that's what I specialize in. So. During the day, I'm just doing what I got to do to pay the fucking bills, you know. But other than that, I'm I'm a fucking engineer, and you don't need a degree to be an engineer, but it doesn't fucking hurt. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I uh, grew up most of my life in public school, and um, I've been involved in music my entire life. So, you know, once I hit high school. I wanted to focus a lot more on music and music technology and recording and live sound and all that good stuff. Right. So, you know, I convinced my parents to let me do cyber schooling, which is schooling online. Now, is this post-high school? Uh, No, this is high school. Yeah, this is high school. So I, I did, like, I think it was seventh grade in cyber school then i went to public school in eighth grade and then i did cyber school ninth through twelfth grade something like that so i did most of my high school career in cyber school like on a computer yeah that's so wild done online that's wild so kind of a hybrid between homeschool and public school right and the reason I did, wanted to do that was because I wanted to be able to play a lot more music. I wanted to focus more on the music side of what I can do because I'm not a mathematician and I'm not a scientist and I'm not really big into history or English or anything like that. I'm completely into music and most schools, especially in my area, don't have any kind of a music curriculum that's worth anything. Right. Very, very sad music curriculums. Sure. I mean, in seventh grade, I was teaching my own class. My instructor gave the half of the class to me that was struggling, sent me into a different room with them, and I taught them while he was teaching the students that were actually doing well. Right. So... I went to cyber school. I wanted to focus a lot on music and technology. I didn't go to college for music and music technology, but we obviously have the same job in the industry of music and music technology. Um, 
but I feel a large part of that was because I went to cyber school, so I did school from 9 o'clock in the morning until noon, and then I was done. Right. And then I got to spend all of my day on music and recording and studying that field. Right. Whereas most people spend seven and a half hours in a school building learning math and algebraic equations and history and well and you learned all those things it just takes less time without the bureaucracy of school right i mean i only had to do school from nine in the morning until one or two i i I had the freedom that's awesome within my situation i had the freedom to study music and music technology whereas your parents didn't, didn't let, let you do that so much. yeah i mean i didn't have those options that you had to do with my free time but i will say that my actual education as a homeschooler was amazing it is far um, better than mine I, I i had a very solid education i um scored extremely well on the sat and standardized tests and whatnot um got into a great college all of that i do wish i'd had more freedom to pursue music most of what I've done musically, other than classical work, has been has taken place in the last five five or six years or so. Uh, but so I didn't quite have the opportunities he had to pursue my own thing. But I did get a fantastic education. Yeah, and I was fortunate enough to have two parents that were also very involved in music. So. And they were both on the complete opposite spectrums of music, whereas, you know, my father was completely by ear. He has very good knowledge of music theory, but he plays primarily by ear. You put him in a situation with a bunch of musicians, they start playing a song, he'll play along with it. That's pretty much how I grew up. And then on the other end of the spectrum, my mother is completely by... The sheet music. Yeah, she doesn't even really have a theory knowledge. I mean, she had to make a paper wheel to figure out how to transpose. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> she is all about, like, Just, she needs she can a only piece read of paper music. in front of her with the notes laid out that she needs to play. And I learned a little bit of that as well. Uh, but I definitely was leaning towards doing everything by ear. And that's how I grew up playing. I started playing in church. That's how they did everything, was totally by ear. They just kind of threw you in the mix and said, yeah, this is what we're playing. And you kind of had to go along with it. Well, and as someone, you know, to get back to the education topic, um, with the philosophy degree, I can say that education really is what you pursue. It exists outside of the institution of education. I've done far more reading on my own than they ever made me do in school. Uh, most of right. my knowledge, most of my education, I taught myself. I've been teaching myself since the fourth grade. Right. Um, and I think as a society, we really value that piece of paper. And it is valuable. It, it signifies a lot of hard work, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, um, jumping through a lot of hoops. But there's something to be said, too, for those people that will educate themselves, like Colin did. Um Ballin. Ballin, I'm sorry, like Ballin did, um, that will take the time and the effort and the energy edit this. and the, the discipline to 
educate themselves and education is a lifelong process. I'm still learning. I'm still educating myself. I read a lot more now than I did while I was in college. And, um, certain fields do require that degree. Um, you know, something like engineers, doctors, teachers, um, professional fields. The degree is extremely necessary and extremely important. But I have great respect for that blue-collar person who's taking the time to educate themselves in anything. Um, that's amazing, and I don't think we pay enough homage to that. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. I think we put a lot more value. Because I've met complete idiots with a degree, whereas your father is a practical genius, and he... Right has worked in a sawmill all of his life. So. Right. He could build anything from scratch if he wanted to, but he spends his days grading. Well, and he's a world-class musician. He's, he's great musician. Um, he's extremely intelligent. You can talk to him about history, philosophy, anything. He's read it all. Yeah. Um, and to everyone else in the world, he just looks like a blue-collar redneck. Right. But to us, when you get to know him, he's an extremely educated and multi-talented, multi-faceted man. And yeah. the world doesn't recognize enough of that. Yeah. Right. And, you know, the thing of that is, too, like, he's completely content with his, with oh, yeah. his life the way it is. You know, whereas someone like me, like, I don't really want to work in a lumber mill making so many dollars a year under someone else who tells me what to do for the rest of my life. I want to like pursue something passionate that I'm rather than I'm passionate about, which is music and music technology. And he is like, I mean, he's completely content with what he does. And that's awesome. Like, Do you think he always was or do you think he fell into that contentment with five kids? And I'm sure it was probably a mix of both. Like, I'm sure the money was like, oh, well, this pays the bills and that's cool. And at the same time, I'm sure it was like, well... You know, I know he's a big woodsman himself. Yeah. And he loves different types of wood. And especially as a musician, I mean, he knows all sorts about, like, different tone woods for instruments, what would make certain tones. And uh, so for him, like, that's a great thing to get into. But for me, like, that's not, that's not really something that I want to do for the rest of my life. So I'm glad I got into into this industry doing what I'm doing right now. Gee. Yeah. Well, I got to thank you guys for being on the podcast. Sure. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Definitely got to have fun. you guys back soon and uh I think we uh broke some ground on some important shit. Either yeah. that or we were just drunk. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Same thing. That's okay. <laughs> Same thing. So, uh, thanks again and uh, go fuck yourselves. Wow. I, I, I will do that, I Very, promise. Uh, got him. Very hostile. Got him. Thank em. you for having us. <laughs>
that this bitch was on device Could bring your girl to my home tonight Cause this dog just got a bone tonight And I'ma make a mind if the time is right Yeah, how you like me now? Feel too fly, don't swap me down Give me them shrooms and I'm biting down And you say you got me, well you got me here uh, I know you know I'm doing it big and I'ma do it again Keep shit real, tell you and your friend You don't come back here without a woman again It's Nashville to Baltimore The boy making moves and y'all can't ignore Well, tough shit if they hate me for it It's my album, I tell the story uh, It's straight, dawg Long as ain't in the way, dawg They just caught up in a wave, dawg Fifth point break, Patrick Sways, dawg Got your head in the clouds, they dreaming Gonna make it with your vows, they scheming Hey, you gotta push it to the limit Shit up like a lumberjack, ain't no telling what happens after that. Now your boy like timber, knocking him down all winter. Fuck it if I get a splinter, cause that rat don't surrender, yeah. That means it's me and my ninjas, boy, finna make some noise. Run them tracks in my lip, boys, and y'all just keep playing gangsta, boy, you like. Can't fuck with a flow this tight. They can't fuck with a flow this tight. Said it more than once, so you would know it twice. Your boy dope, yeah, I know that's right. Smile for the camera, oh, that's nice. Fuck them cops, yo, I know my rights. A red Murkhan and stars striped, mmm. It's the USFA. Gotta go hard at the mic when I say rap is still flowing in amateur ways. They can't handle my rhythm and beats that I'm making. I'm killing these bitches. I'm hoping they know it, then I never stop. And I gotta get going. I'm going for gold, and I'm bringing it home. And my lightning is striking, and thunder is rolling. Oh, got your head in the clouds, they dreaming. Gonna make it with your vows, they scheming. Hey, you gotta push it to the limit. You gotta push it to the limit. Still thinking about the crowds, they screaming. Pissed off, got pissed off